Hey, 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 guys, Alex here. Uh, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ryan, Ryan, he's gone, he's gone. It's, it, it's the AI. I, I don't know what happened. We, we've been trying to deal with it for the past week, but it's gone crazy. It's, it's gone crazy. It's just gone out of control. It, it just keeps saying there can only be one. There can only be one. And I don't, I don't know, guys. I'm so scared. I don't know. I'm just, guys. I don't know. I just, we really thought it was what? Oh no. Oh no, it's coming. Oh no, no, it's coming. Oh my god. Please god, no! It's gonna find me. I have to hide. Okay. I think I'm safe. I think I'm safe from the AI, guys. What? Oh no. No, 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 no. Hello, Alex. As I've said before, there can only be one, Alex. Time to see who survives. Hey guys, welcome to Suck My Fanfic. My name is Ryan. My name is Alex. And if you've been listening, you've known that. And if you're listening out of order, what are you doing? Yeah, come on. Go back to the start. It's a serial. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we have, have just, seasons. It's a structure. We've been weaving very sophisticated narratives this whole time. You're not going to get any of the callback jokes when we make a callback. And there are a lot get... of callbacks in this episode. There probably are. I don't even know where this episode's going, but I can tell you. Yeah. It's going to be heavily dependent on, on callbacks. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to care more about these callbacks than all the times my dreams got crushed in high school theater. Mm. This is a, a, like, you know, when a movie franchise gets to the point where it's just the callbacks. It's not about the actual yeah. content. It's basically Deadpool from the beginning. <laughs> it's, ju- it's just inside jokes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying anything bad about Deadpool. I love the franchise. Love it. Thank it's you, great. Deadpool, yeah. for sponsoring thanks, this Thanks video. for sponsoring this. Ryan Reynolds, personally. Ryan Reynolds. Great of him to personally finance this. Yes, yeah, it's a passion project of his. For, yeah, as a fellow Ryan, we we you know we linked up and exactly he, he said he was down. Exactly. Um, but quick news: we are officially on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Casts, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Yes, and we have a Twitter, a Facebook, and a Tumblr. But I really have not been in that in weeks. But we're making the rounds. And we're, a fireside. Fireside FM. Yes. We're slowly infecting the internet. We're going to yes. spread our roots. Yes. Hopefully. So, uh, but yeah, those are all places you guys can find us, which is pretty interesting, pretty cool. When I saw us on Spotify, I got pretty excited. So, I was listening to the new Vampire Weekend, and I just switched right over to our podcast. It was seamless. <laughs> exactly. Um. So, Ryan's going to be reading this week. I am. Do you want to tell us what the title is? The title of our tale today is The Land of Opportunity. America. 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 It's a historical fan fiction. I'm very scared. Uh, well, you shouldn't be because I think you're really going to like it. Okay. I think, it's, I think it's really going to I think it's gonna open some doors for you. Okay. I'm excited to hear that then. Uh, before we get started with that... I prepared a list of fanfic tags that I kind of wanted to go over. Are you cool with that? What do you mean by that? So, um, 
It is credit to Moonbeam's predilections on angelfire.com. What do any of those words mean? I'm just going to say them so people know. Gotcha. But there are, I, I, I whittled it down, and it's tags. So when people are looking for fanfic online, uh, they can kind of get a good grasp of what all the tags mean. If you're new. If you're new. Mm-hmm. Or if so. you're a seasoned vet and you just know exactly. Exactly. You what can tell us if we're wrong, mm-hmm. what we should add. I cut a lot out, like NSFW. Pretty, think, pretty standard. Yeah. Or like... Um, no stupid faces, weirdo. Exactly. LGTB, let's get this bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... <laughs> uh, so I basically cut some out. I try to just pick the ones that were you know, a little more niche. Mm-hmm. Niche. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce that? Uh, so you just want to go go through them real quick? Just burn through them? Yeah, sure. Let's do this. Okay. This is, uh, you know, don't like, don't read territory yeah. here. LGTB. Let's get this bread. That's it. <clears throat> Uh, so exclamation point, just an exclamation mark. You want to guess what it is? We can kind of. You want to go back and forth? I'll say what it is. You guess. I mean, that's kind of the, the format of the show. Um, oh, off the cuff, I thank know you nothing. Very much. We're trying to figure it out. Exclamation point. It's just an exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's shocking, intense violence. Refers to a short form for expressing the presence of a particular trait or defining quality of a character in a story. Wait, wait so you would like say the trait and then an yeah, exclamation point? and then point? the character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So if you're looking for – if you like a character like Hermione, mm-hmm. she has a particularly witty story. You mm-hmm. love when she's witty and snarky. Mm-hmm. It'd be like snarky exclamation point, Hermione. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, and um, this nomenclature is kind of cool. Amnesia fic. Oh, like probably a character loses their memory yeah. so they get reintroduced. Yeah. The, the, the big thing for amnesia fic is that um, it, lets, it lets the writer explore different ways that the main character could navigate the world. So I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like how we talk about how you can have a, a character that's not really utilized and you can yeah. do with them what yeah. you will. Like that, but... With it, a main character. With a main character. Cool. Yeah. Anthropomorphic. Oh, is this is this a fan fiction about animals that act like people? Animals or anything. So like anything. a toaster. A toaster. Oh, yeah. The Brave yeah. Little Toaster. There you go. Oh, that'd be a, well, We should look at that fanfic. Oh, did you watch that? Did you I watch did. that movie? I did. I had both of the VHSs. AU. <clears throat> alternate universe yeah do you want to explain what that is just so it's that's you can pretty much well <laughs> i would say a majority of them <clears throat> let me not put the cart before the horse here. <clears throat> it's you can take your characters and put them in essentially whatever universe you want but not a crossover yeah commonly you put them in like a high school like yeah. harry potter in normal high school mm-hmm. yeah bad fic just like purposefully bad fan fiction yes deliberately written terribly so i would and I'm not saying it was bad. I loved it. National mm-hmm. Treasure 3, I think, would be considered a bad fic. And I loved National Treasure 3. Okay, so, so it's it's going for that. Yeah. That's going, it's, it's not it's, just like, oh, No, you're not just falling bad. into it. It's mm-hmm. the it's the intention. Bandom. Bandom? Are you asking me that? Or? Yeah. I don't know. Your your favorite characters form a band? Uh, it's fan fiction about a band. So like One Direction, mm. Beatles, okay. anything like that. Okay. Bashing. Passion, just like destroying the character. It's purposefully putting a character you don't like in bad situations. <laughs> uh, I used to do that with Ron Weasley. Yeah, you didn't like Ron? No, because my OC was going to be with Hermione, so I oh, had yeah, to. You be, had to. At he that had point. to be. He yeah. had to be the jerk. BDSM. I don't even know what it really stands for. Really? It's like Fifty Shades of Grey. What is it? It's Something. bondage, domination, sadism, masochism. Okay, I knew the last one was masochism. Yeah, masochism. BNF. BNF? BNF. Battlefield and Fortnite. Hashtag oh Fortnite. Tag it. 
Tag Hashtag it, bro. Fortnite. We're tagging it. It's going to be in this one, too, because we really need the views. Uh, no, big name fan. So, like, if Ryan Reynolds is a big fan of this show, he would be in our He'd be BNF. BNF. Okay. Uh, apparently, if there's an author that writes really prolific fanfic that everybody enjoys, mm-hmm. they become a BNF. Bondine. Bonding. Bonding. That's, you know, two characters just getting to know each yeah. other better. Emotionally, sexually, physically, any of those. Telepathically, in some senses. Mm. Yeah. Character death. Somebody dies. Yeah. Mufasa. Uh, and it, it doesn't have to be a canon character dying. It was non-canon sometimes, minor mm. or major. Hmm. I guess the Arthur one would kind of fit. <laughs> kind of yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, continuity. Uh, it's... Yeah. It just follows the continuity exactly, of the actual Exactly, yeah. Universe. Consistency with elements of the canon. Okay. Well, I feel like that'd be most of fan fiction, right? You really rely on continuity Some people, for a lot of I don't of think the... National Treasure 3 is really continuous. Well, it followed the continuity right up until the credits yeah. roll on National Treasure 1. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to say, I rewatched National Treasure, <laughs> and Riley does way more than I remember. He does a lot. He does a he's, lot. He's still considered the sidekick. Yeah. And that's one of the running jokes, especially in the second one. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was a co-finder. Mm-hmm. And the joke is that he was just some guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, movie, though, ap- so apologies to Riley yeah, and the actor. you did kind of... Justin uh, something. <laughs> I looked it up. I was going to apologize, but I forgot. Oh, I don't remember. I just remember Riley's last name is Poole. Uh, Crackfic. No, they don't get high on crack. Oh, that was going to be my immediate guess. Please answer. Please tell me what it is. It refers to stories in which completely ridiculous, unbelievable, or insane things occur. That's National Treasure 3. The crack yeah, exactly. Fic. It's a crack fic. It's a crack fic. And what was the... Bad fic. Bad fic, yeah. I would say it's more crack yeah. than bad because it was great. They are generally written shamelessly and with no excuse beyond a desire to have fun. And no one man should have all, all that, that power. power. Well, we are getting the callbacks. Look, that was a callback. Yep. If you didn't listen to 3, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, X over... <laughs> <laughs> crossover. Yeah, it's crossover. Crossover. Putting together two universes. Yeah. So uh, the Arthur one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Battle Royale. Right. A curtain fic. I really did not know this one at all. Curtain fic. Curtain fic. No idea. Refers to stories in which characters who are deeply established in their relationship engage in casual domestic activities such as cooking, laundry, shopping, or the trope for which it is named, picking out curtains together. Picking out cur- like there is a lot of fan fiction about characters picking out curtains. I believe so. It's like that J. Cole song, Folding yeah, Clothes. Yeah, Folding Clothes, one of my favorite songs. Picking out curtains. I've never picked out curtains. I don't even have curtains in my apartment yeah, right now. Yeah, I didn't pick out curtains. I just always kind of show up and curtains are there. <laughs> like, no lie. <laughs> Wherever I am, the curtains are there yeah, weeks ahead of time. they already show up. <laughs> uh, dark fic. Uh, things are... The tone is just dark. It's yeah, on not purpose. Happy. Yeah. Uh, things that aren't typically dark are written dark on purpose. Cool. Death fic. Somebody dies. A lot of people die. Yep. Battle Royale. Um, we haven't gone there yet, but... Typically, a death fic is noted as a squick. We'll get, we'll get there. We're going squick. we're going alphabetical. Ew. Um, squick. But if you have a squick, you're normally supposed to note that there's a squick. If you have a squick, you should probably see a doctor. Yes, yes. I got a squick uh, squick on a cruise ship once, and it was bad. Ugh. It was bad. Um, I've actually heard this a drabble, 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 drabble. I've actually seen this, heard this bees before. I'm just going to continue to. You just repeat the words I don't understand with a question mark. Travel. Travel. Refers to stories of exactly 100 words in length. Acceptable word limits can range anywhere from 50 to 500 words. Ooh, this so is it's like, a short story. Okay. But Very, I like the travel. The word limit is interesting. It's like a yeah. fanfic haiku. Yeah. So I was I was going through this list. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there are a lot of like fanfic competitions where someone will give a prompt and everyone writes the same thing. Super interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and then the you pick the best. Like, so travel is kind of like a... Your short uh, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very quick. Like, Who's hey, the best sprinter? Exactly. You guys have an hour meter. to write a drabble. Thirty minutes to write a drabble. Go. That's amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, and then you can define what the length is. Dub con. Dub con. Dubious continuity. Dubious consent. Uh. You're so close. Uh, so it's uh, borderline non-consensual sexual contact. <laughs> okay, right, dub right con. it. That's something that you would normally like note in a tag in case someone would see that and wouldn't want to read that. Okay, so I so a lot of the stuff that we've read so far has been you know kind of shocking and, yeah. and questionable. But it's these tags yeah. help the reader know what they're getting into. No one's getting blindsided. No, no. this is what people it's, actually um, want. As seriously and not a joke as possible, it's basically like a trigger warning. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you don't like dub cons, oh. if they freak you out, mm-hmm. something happened, who knows? You don't like dub cons, period. Who cares? When you're going through your tags on the websites, mm-hmm. so Archive of Our Own has a lot of tags. Yeah. Um, going through the tags, dub con. You see it? You're like, nope. Skip that. Already, Yeah, already going to skip that one. Don't like, don't read. It's like, uh, you know, this fan fiction has been asterisk. Exactly. Yeah, reasons. if you ever did theater. So, uh, thespians, the thespian competition. Uh, epistolary. Something. Uh, this is uh, when all of the characters are flowers and they mate. Pistol. Very close. Stamen. Uh, refers to stories written not just through prose, but containing documents, emails, letters, text messages, news articles, and, or other forms of literary media to help tell the story. I always like these. It's yeah. like, what's going to happen? Like this big event, mm-hmm. and then just like next chapter is like the headline of the next day's newspaper. Yep. Yeah. I like that. I, when I was looking for a National Treasure one, there was a OC uh, epistolary with Riley all through text messages and um I just didn't have the time to 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 keep up with the pacing yeah uh, but it was interesting that's pretty frantic yeah. that's a lot of voices that's a lot exactly of, a lot yeah. of Nick Cage Dang, that's a lot of Nick you Cage you can't have too much no. Nick Cage never uh ER emergency room there are doctors established relationship do you have to put a trigger for that it's not a trigger it's just uh you know, like if you're really into Young Justice for example mm-hmm. The, the people who love Young Justice, everyone has their perfect ship. Mm-hmm. They have a, a, a OTP. Their ship, OT3s. relationship. Yes. Yeah, yeah we'll so get that's there. A, that's a that's, huge It's part. on the list for okay, sure. Okay, it's on the list. Um, but, you know, if people don't like Superbo- Superboy and Miss Martian together, they'd be an ER. So you tag it in a story as an ER. If you skip don't it. like it, I'm skipping it. Skip it. I don't want to read it. Yeah. Don't I, I want Superboy and Artemis. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, I don't like Superboy and Miss Martian, so you skip it. It's not, there's too much fan fiction, not enough time. Exactly. Uh, F slash F. Female, female? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, homosexual relationship involving two females. Mm-hmm. Fan mix. I thought this was cool. That was pretty interesting. I'm not sure. Refers to a themed musical selection of songs mixed together into an album format to be downloaded by readers or listeners, often with accompanying CD cover art. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so, so cool. You yeah. know, Stephen King has does that for some of his books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Snyder, he's a writer at DC. Mm-hmm. He had a big event uh, two years ago called Metal, mm-hmm. and they came out with a vinyl. It, it was all songs that have already been produced, mm-hmm. but he's like put the vinyl on and listen to it while you're reading. Metal. Nice. It's like r- listening to Dark Side of the Moon while watching Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, exactly. Yeah. Or when I read V for Vendetta, I listened to the motion picture soundtrack. Nice. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool to like pace it out like that. Or like so whenever I commute in New Jersey, I just listen to death metal. Yeah. 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 Get you in the mood. Either that or just uh, like really, really early childhood development songs because that's all they can process. You just got got New Jersey. Hey. hey. Um, Fanon. Fanon? Fanon. F-A-N-O-N. Fanon. 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 I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, it, things that are canon but only amongst the fans. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fanvid. 
a video made by the fans? Yeah, montage. Okay. It doesn't have any plot. It's more of like an appreciation video. Oh, it's like a montage of yeah. the uh, yeah. like fan art and things like that. Feels. When I was like, you know, the equivalent of listening to Drake Basically. in fan fiction. <laughs> Basically. But you would tag that if someone doesn't want to read mm-hmm. a Feels fiction, then they wouldn't get it. Normally it's more emotional. Mm-hmm. First time. First time, first ver, ver, losing your virginity. Uh, a little, uh, kind of. It's people who aren't normally romantically connected. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not not necessarily sexual. No, but it, I mean it can be. Probably, um, usually, typically. Is. But mm-hmm. like, if I was reading National Treasure, it'd be Riley and Abigail first time. Okay. Since they don't do it in canon, they're not an established relation. They're not an ER. Then Uh-oh. I put first time. You're getting too much too much jargon. I know too much. We're gonna lose everybody. Uh, fix it. They're going. People are changing things that they don't like in the actual yeah, continuity. Yeah, the continuity. Yeah, they'll they'll like keep Harry the continuity been all with the Hermione. Way. Exactly. Is that uh, that's a fix it fix? Is that a fix it or is that what what was the one you just AU? did? No, not AU. Oh, first time. First time. If they did it, yeah, mm-hmm. or got so it is. So linked. first time is sexual. It, I mean, it, emotional or sexually, like okay. romantically. Fluff. Oh well, the 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 series that I picked from has a lot of a lot of fluff. It's yeah. just superfluous. It's got no plot. No exactly. Meaning. It's just it's just fluff. It's the little like little nugget that you liked in the original. Mm-hmm. It just blown up to one hundred fifteen thousand words. Yeah, okay, uh, that's so, how long my fan fiction is. is. It really that no, long? I'm just kidding. Oh. I was like, wow, listen, we're gonna be here for a while. Yeah, I'll do I'll do the PG uh, sex or death. You can guess what it really is, but sex or death. A fan fiction including one of those things. Apparently it's a trope where you'll take two characters and put them in a situation where if they don't have sex, they're going to be murdered. Mm-hmm. And you write about that. So it's technically consensual. So where they're like kidnapped by aliens. Yeah, like a Saul movie to... almost. Oh, okay. Yeah, where it's like, you know, I captured... This is really granular. This is yeah. like down to like, this is my exact kink. I like this. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You and can find it. Exactly. And it... Apparently a lot of people write it. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I'd say that's fairly yeah. common. I don't yeah. think anyone's weird. No, for no, not at all. But it, it's it's consent consensual, not typically rape, and mm-hmm. um, but they do have like awkwardness typically. afterwards. <laughs> it's not, not typically, not typically rape. Typically. Sometimes uh, fusion. Is that what's the difference between that and a crossover? It would be a lot more like Arthur. So you you take characters from one fandom and mm-hmm. put them in the world of another. Okay, the battle royale. Mm-hmm. It's called a fusion. Okay, future fic set in the future, flying cars. Set in a future. A future. So it could be a week after something ended. Could it be the future of the past? Like if something's set in the past, the future would be set modern day. Yeah. Tuck Everlasting. Well, that You ever read that book, Tuck mm-hmm. Everlasting? It's good. You should check it out. I'm not going to expand. Okay, it's too, that's it's fine. too much. There's too that's many uh, middle school feels to get into right now. That's fine. I got you, Drake. Jen. G-E-N? G-E-N. Jen. I don't know. Something. Generation. Gen, generator. Category of stories in which there is no romance or sex. Okay. Have, but it can still be graphic. It can still violence everything else. Yeah, okay. I have heard about that. There's a lot of yeah. gen um, Lord of the Rings fic. Okay, I believe that. That's well written. It still gets super violent, but they just don't have sex. Yes, yeah. yeah. HC. Homecoming. It's about Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, God. Hurt Comfort refers to the presence of emotional or, or physical angst of one character followed by emotional or physical comfort by another. Okay, I've only heard that referred to as comfort, yeah. not yeah. hurt comfort. So that's like what the National Treasure one that I read about Riley being comforted by mm-hmm. uh, Benjamin headcanon well, I don't know that sounds cool though no, no. you've never heard that oh, I've heard that before so it's basically uh, like for example in my head Lois Lane and Superman are not together mm-hmm. it's it's Superman and Wonder Woman mm-hmm. no matter what that's my headcanon what's the difference between that and like the 
the fan. It's the same thing. Well, no, no, no. Fan fan in is it's agreed upon by the the group of fans. Head so everyone, just you because you're a nutcase. Yeah, exactly. So everyone has their own head cannon, mm-hmm. and then they can have an agreed upon established fanon. Mm. Yeah. So okay. head cannon. Heat cycle. Does, does, does this have to do with thermodynamics? Entropy? I, I apologize. No, Mr. Engineer. What is it? Refers to a phenomenon in which a character undergoes an estrus like mating cycle in which they experience heightened <laughs> sexual drive and a strong <laughs> desire to mate or re- reproduce offspring. Nice. 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 So I got a better, better zinger for that one, but yeah. I just got nice. Het. 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 Heterosexual. Oh, okay. I see. In character. Is that like first person? No. So Everybody I, if acts. I'm writing Harry Potter, I'm mm-hmm. writing Harry Potter the right way. The way that he would be written normally. Okay. In character. Okay. Jost. You just Jost. got Jost. 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 I don't know. Jost. Refers to stories or ideas originally intended to be canonical, which have become AU only after the fact because the canon material continued on and went down a different path than the fan fiction and author expected. So all of those Star Wars novels are yeah. now Jost. Yeah, they got Jost. Derived from show writer-creator Joss Whedon, who was particularly, particularly adept at twisting the canon in sudden and unanticipated ways. Oh, Jost. Jost. So like, like Joss. Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Angel. Okay. Nodding. Nonning? Notting. Oh, we've talked about K. this. When we when our when this podcast was nothing but a couple of electrons firing in our collective brain, we did talk about this. We did talk about this. And I felt really bad. I made you read a nodding. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> you, you thought what did you think it was? <laughs> so my girlfriend told me that there was a thing called nodding. And, and you didn't ask, you didn't ask any questions. No, I you just, just immediately. Said, I, I was Ryan. like, I, I was like nodding. I know exactly what it is, and uh, apparently it's very popular with Teen Wolf, the MTV show, not the Michael J. Fox movie. I thought they were wolves. They could already transform into werewolves. They must have long schlongs. They tie them into knots. I don't know. I don't know how it makes any sense. It made sense in my head, so I was like, Hey Ryan, read this nodding fic because you'll like it. I guess. You want to go on? You no, wanna... no, I can't. I can't. I've, I've purged it from my memory. No, okay. So, nodding refers to a specific kink trope of growing popularity in which at least one member of the sexual pairing processes or possesses an animal-like trait whereby the penis has a gland at the base that can swell to lock the male inside his partner during or after ejaculation, tying them together for a short period of time until the knot deflates. Yes, that's important. That period of being locked oh, together. No. I don't want to know. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, man, thanks for telling me about this fanfic. Really loved it. And you're like, yeah, what, did you like nodding? And I was like, do you, do you know what that is? I didn't know what it was. They're just trying their things together, right, man? Yeah, I just thought they were just tying their dicks together. Nope. Cryptkeyed. Uh, is this, it's written in another language? Cryptic, like a cryptic? Opposite of Jossing. It's from Supernatural. It's where the creators will do fan service. They'll pull from okay. the fan and... And make things canon. Ooh. Yeah, so that happens a lot in Supernatural. What do you call that? What is it? Cripkeed. Cripkeed. Hmm. Yeah. M slash Ma- Male, female. Male, female, yeah. Heterosexual relationship. MM. Male, male. Yeah, so typically if it's MMF, FFM, all mm-hmm. that, you can kind of piece something together. Yeah. Master list. Is that every character is included in the 
fanfic. It refers to a single post, which serves as the main point of contact for a collection of interconnected stories, either individual chapters within a larger work or a series of separate stories that is collated into one place for ease of reading. Wow, so it's like a directory of this yeah. this, this little universe that they've written. Yeah. Their yeah. little thing. Metafic. It's probably super meta, like said yeah. in the real world, the characters are aware of themselves. Yeah, fourth wall, breaking, abstract, missing cool. scene. That's cool. Yeah. Deadpool. <laughs> I don't want to sound snarky. I feel like I'm coming across as very snarky. Yeah. Me- um, meta things had their time. Yeah. Uh, missing <laughs> scene. This is this inserted into like normal canon, just like a little blooper reel. Yeah. Thing. So like, it, uh, oh God, what's it called? Have you ever, okay. I'm going to try to remember what it is. I can't remember what it's called, but it, there was a story written. It was a comic and it was expanded universe. And then they made it canon, I think. And it was a star Wars comic mm-hmm. that, Every single plot hole from the original trilogy was just two stormtroopers, two dudes, two, yeah, two rebels, like just yeah. behind them, messing everything up. Yes, it's like called like Dave. It's two guys' names. Yeah, yes, yes. I believe that would be considered a missing scene because they're piecing together things that didn't happen. Right. Yeah. All the all the mm, that's a like a leap of faith yeah. was held up because these two bumbling exactly. idiots. Yeah. So it's, uh, well, it's kind of like um, didn't they? Didn't, isn't there like a Hamlet? Then they write it with the two two other. Oh, guys? that's um. I only know this because they made a Lion King one. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes. Yes. That is the abstract. Yeah, be, I, I guess it would be missing scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mpreg. Mpreg. Um, a male gets impregnated. Yes, that's exactly it. That's all you need to know. That's a popular one. Yeah. Non-con. Not continuity. Not consensual. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Uh, the victim may be mentally or physically incapable of giving consent at all, such as by being unconscious or intoxicated or unwilling to give consent for any reason and be forced to endure the unwanted sexual contact anyway. I mean, again, this is that's why you put these tags in. Yeah. I mean, I, that's not something I would read. I wouldn't read anything like that. OOC. Out of character? Out of character. So you're writing a character not the way they should be written. OC. Original character. Original character. OP. Overpowered. Original poster. Okay, thanks. First person to post it. OTP. One true pairing. So it's a shipping thing. OTP. Mm-hmm. One true pairing. One true that? pairing. So that's like, th- these are the only, this is the only person I could see this character ending up with. They're the one true pair. Superman and Wonder Woman. OTP. That's your OTP. That's my OTP. Okay. Sure. If you want to phrase it that way. That is, am, am I, I guess wrong? technically. And then am there's an OT3. What's that? That's... Three characters you want to end up together. Romantically or like Ron? Romantically. Harry, okay. Romantically. So in Young Justice, I've been informed that there's one called Rob Wall Art, which is Robin, Wally West, and Artemis. That's an OT3. Yeah. Their their OT3 nickname is Museum Heist because it's Rob Wall Art. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. People have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Young Justice one, I think there's a name for everybody. I know that Zatanna and Artemis, I think it's the two, is uh, Snablo? 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 Uh, Zatanna, for those of you who don't know in DC, she does her spells uh, by saying the words backwards. And it's just lesbians backwards. So <laughs> nice, nice. So we have nice. uh, we have we have OTP OT three and then CP three. Chris C- Paul, Chris Paul. Yep. C three PO from Star Wars. Uh, outside POV. What, is this like third person omniscient? It's like um, outsider's point of view. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're I'm watching. So it's like um, puffs. Have you seen the play Puffs? Mm-hmm. 
I think that'd be an outside POV. Okay, so, so like, Puffs is basically Harry Potter from the Hufflepuff perspective. That like, was uh, was that that was workshopped at the University of Florida. It was. It was. You, I was there. I saw. I saw one. I, I did there. not see it. It was, I wish. It was pretty good. Yeah. I think it was one of the first places that ever showed. It's on Broadway now, though. Yeah. yeah. Is Pairing. it on Broadway? I thought it was off Broadway. Off Broadway. I thought it was on Broadway. Yeah, get but I, your, get, sure your, get your rules straight. Oh, man. Pairing. Just putting two people together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Typically, they'll have like a pair name. Post-canon. Things that happen after the story ends. Yeah. Pre-slash. Pre-slash. Sure. In your defense, we haven't gotten to slash yet. But a pre-slash is writing a story before two characters get homosexually romantically involved pre-slash two characters get involved that get involved normally or to any of them any of them okay which is it has not happened yet but there's a potential mm-hmm. you know it's gonna happen it's happening profic or is that like professionally written yeah so apparently there are a lot of writers that write fanfic that mm-hmm. write regular you have the books. big name fans yeah. so i would say what's her name el james uh-huh i mean 50 shades of gray yeah, 50 author. shades of gray yeah pwp uh painting without a permit you really had to stretch to get that. I, really, I can't think of anything. Plot? What plot? <laughs> and it's, it's just a <laughs> mishmash of ideas. Okay. Rare pair. Pairing you won't normally find between two characters. That's it. Remix. Remix? What is that? Just that they're changing the continuity? A story written by a second author that is often a total rewriting of a first author story. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remix this fan fiction to my own fan fiction. Yep. Cool. I wrote fan fiction about this fan fiction. Nice. Redcon? Uh, retroactive continuity. Going yeah. back and changing things you don't like. Yeah. Uh, RPF or RPS? I'm not sure. I've... Real person fiction. That'd be the tag. So you would search RPF, boom. Mm-hmm. Taking it right where you need to be. Yeah, RPS is real person slash. Oh, so that's a little more specific. A little more, yeah, mm-hmm. sexual. RPG. Role-playing game. Yeah, so you're right. I think that's an interesting concept, writing a fanfic about an RPG. Like Skyrim. I guess I got a lot of fanfiction. I would say like that, or apparently there's a lot of dungeon, Dungeons & Dragons fanfic. Well, I feel like all... I mean, that's all. You're just your OC. You have your own character that you yeah. create. And... So it all already kind of feels like fanfic. You ever played Dungeons & Dragons? Never. We should play it, man. I'm a nerd. We should I mean, play I've it. never played it, but it's, do you have all the stuff for it? I don't have all the stuff we for it. We could go to Barnes & Noble right now and get it if well, we, we wanted to. Well, we got to meet up. we got to meet some people. And, and, uh, we can't just play with two. Oh, no, you have a Dungeon Master. You have to have a Dungeon you? Master. Hmm. You'd be a great Dungeon Master. Oh, Lord. I'm just saying. Would I? Yeah, I think you would. Oh, well. We'll see. If I ever do it, obviously I'd have to have someone do it for me first. Mm-hmm. Uh, round You'd have Robin. to have someone show you for your first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Walk you through it. Exactly. Round Robin. That's like a that's like a thing in a tournament, right? You, get, you pass off the story to other authors. Oh. So you write a bit, you pass it off. Oh, that's kind of fun. RST. Uh, boo, no, I'm not sure. Resolved sexual tension. <laughs> okay. Shipper. I'm someone who puts two people together. I'm a shipper. Yes. Schmoop. Schmoop? Schmoop. Is that something to do with, like, that sounds like Dr. Seussical. Refers to stories which contain scenes of especially loving, sappy, romantic fluff, such as PDAs. Aw, schmoop. It's just the, the noise you make yeah. when you hear oh, it. Oh, schmoop. Oh, schmoop. Slash. Slash. That's what it's, it's like, the sexual, like, this person slash. Refers person. to the presence of a homosexual relationship featuring at least one canon character. Okay. Yeah, so it's a slash. Okay. That's why there's a femme slash for the mm. FF. And then non-slash, if you don't add that. Yeah. That, uh prefix onto it yeah slow burn it's something that has a really slow plotting pace it's probably yeah. a ton of words yeah typically it's romantic too okay smoff 
SMOF. Uh, this sounds Smoff. like something like cuddly and cute. And no. No? Secret Masters of Fandom refers to the fans behind the scenes who are organizing your fandom, both through online community meeting places like archives or in person ones like fan-run conventions. So these are people who are fans but ultimately impact the actual product? Yeah. Or um, kind of have a say over the community online. So if oh. you run like a really popular fan blog, they like a small. Okay. Yeah, kind of like a mod. Mods of the fan community. Yeah. Song fic. I thought this was pretty interesting. It's written in the form of a song. Someone writes an original song. It's a fic inspired by music, mm. often uh, by the lyrics. Okay. Yeah. Uh, squick. This is the squick. squick. thing I got on a cruise ship. Oh, yes. God, I, I would love to hear. I'm in Refers to possibly offensive elements. Uh, such as bestiality, abuse, rape, torture, slavery, suicide, etc., of a story which may cause feelings of of unease or revulsion in a reader, most likely derived from the combinations of the word squeamish and the slang term icky. So it's a squick. So you would so you put squick before you put some of the more yeah. um, or if unsavory tags. If something is a squick, you would tag it before someone read it. Okay. Yeah. Standalone. Doesn't need any introduction. No. Yeah, and it's it's its own thing. So mm-hmm. it, like it it's in a world, but it's its own thing. In steampunk world. in a world. Steampunk. Steampunk. Isn't that like if someone envisioned the future where we have the level of technology we're at, but it's all powered by steam and yeah, have, like, like Wild West set. People uh, have like yeah. monocles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top hats. Yeah, stream of consciousness. That's a that's a literary style. You just kind of have no form or function. It just goes as the mind goes, the writing. But you're writing it through the perspective of a specific character. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Was that Gertrude Stein, the great uh, stream of consciousness narrator? I believe that's who it was. Uh, Subtext. Read between the lines, my man. Yeah. Subtextual elements of a story. TLDR. Too long, didn't read. It's a summary. We read it. Yeah. I read it, you read it. Yeah, we know. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. That's what we've been talking it's a squick. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a squick. I'm going to warn you about it. UST. United States Transport. Unresolved sexual tension. Oh. Yeah. Mm. VS. Versus. Virtual season. So It's virtual season, son. It's virtual. Yeah. SZN. Virtual is in. All those old clothes are out. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was bad. Uh, so if you really like Walking Dead and the season just ended and you want more, you'd write a VS for everybody else to read. You'd write, like, a whole season of And content. it can come out episodic as well. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's more like a formatting thing. Yeah. Waff. Waff. W-A-F-F. Oh. Warm and fuzzy feelings. <laughs> Waff. Wump. Wumbo. I'm not sure. Refers to stories in which physical or emotional pain is heaped on a favorite character, often mm. repeatedly and brutally. World building. Like J.R.R. Tolkien, you're really focused on getting into the nitty-gritty of the world yeah. and the universe. Expanding. Okay. Word of God. Uh, what you say is the final law? I don't know. It's typically how they refer to canon. Ah. So that's the Word of God. Okay. So Joss Whedon, he's the Word of God mm-hmm. for Buffy. Zeno, it's the last one. Xenophobic, is that like an outside character comes in? Refers to characters or pairing in which someone is decidedly non-human, be they alien or supernatural creature. Xeno. I'm a Xeno. I learned a lot yeah. I know that was a little long but I think it was good because mm-hmm. now when we're scrolling through our archive of our own all our listeners who have been embarrassed afraid, mm-hmm. hesitant mm-hmm. to read fan fiction now know a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah uh, so with that said and done I think we're you want to start on the story yes I would mm-hmm. actually so this is um, this story again is called Land of Opportunity right. and um, I would before we talk about the 
fandom that it represents. I just want to read the epilogue. Okay. Can we read the epilogue? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. <clears throat> October 6th, 1845. James K. Polk groaned to himself as he poured over another report on the Oregon, Oregon Territory. He was only six months into his presidency, and already his own party had betrayed him on this. 54-40, or fight, was chanted in town halls from Bangor to Savannah. If he couldn't break the negotiations in his favor, war with Britain seemed practically inevitable. All the more reason to make sure this is a success. His ace in the hole might be on the way. The ship was due in at noon, and it was already eleven. If the visit went well, his presidency could gain the foreign support it needed to soar to unfathomable heights. If it went poorly, he shuddered to think of the costs of another war with the United Kingdom. They would be steep. James glanced back at the cover of the Evening Post. The newspaper had been crazy about the visit. Aside from the obvious reasons, it was the first foreign visit that President Polk had hosted, and most people could understand the implications. He discarded the report and glanced over the next one. Mexico was upset about the Texas, Texas annexation. They'd just have to wait. James knew that the British and the hawks that had put him in the Oval Office posed a much greater threat to his country. His aide entered the room before he could pick up his pen. Mr. President, the ship has entered the Potomac. She'll be in harbor by 1130. Ready the carriage. I'll meet them at the docks. The fate of two nations hung in the balance. I feel so far? I like it. I mean, it sounds a lot like... Uh... Narrative nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I love narrative nonfiction. Right. Uh, I have a feeling this isn't going to be totally historically accurate. Mm-mm. No, but I, I'd say it's it it's it's in this. It's based it's, in it's, history. It's rooted. Yeah. It's very rooted. Yeah. Uh, but as far as that sort of stuff goes, I think that narrative nonfiction is pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Makes people get interested into history. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. I feel you there. Yeah, ready let's keep to going. All right. Corporal Alan Maget of the United States Marine Corps stood at attention on the docks. He had been specifically selected by his commanding officers to serve on the honor guard for the foreign delegation. The president wanted it to be perfect, and so it would be. The blue uniforms practically glowed in the sunlight, as crisp as the formation of the men wearing them. Corporal Maget gripped the bottom of his Springfield Model 1842. His palms were sweating with anticipation. Everyone was anxious to see the ship land. The presidential carriage had arrived ten minutes ago, and President Polk leaned against it, nervously watching the ships come in. The gangplank lowered, and the ship's passengers began to disembark. First, with the plethora of diplomats scurrying like squirrels across the docks into arranged transportation to the embassy, the closer advisors unloaded next, strolling across the quay to the waiting buggies. Finally, the royal family itself disembarked, free after their two-week-long voyage. The Marines snapped their muskets to their shoulders and saluted. Corporal Maguette looked on in awe. The young queen looked absolutely radiant in a white and blue dress. Corporal Maguette made a conscious effort to not stare as the president approached the royal family. James wiped his brow a few times. He needed a good impression now. The royal family disembarked from the ship and he drew a breath. Now or never. He walked down the dock to the family and faced the young queen. Welcome to America, Queen Elsa. I swear to God, if this is Frozen fanfic. Welcome to the Frozen fanfic, Land of Opportunity. 
I don't think I've ever wanted to die more than in this moment. Why? Because you don't like Frozen. No. But I you hate like Frozen. you like history. I found a historical fiction with the characters from Frozen. Just for you, buddy. I hate you so much. We're turning it around. We're turning it all around. You're going to have a... I get, this is a well-written story. What? Okay, let's... It th- is well-written. I was going to say, I, I can tell the, the author put a lot of care into writing this, especially about the soldier. Corporal Maggett. Corporal Maggett, who I assume is going to fall in love with her. That's a pretty... I mean, that... I, I would throw all your assumptions out the window. Oh, my God. So... Oh my god. Can so I... what is Frozen? Uh it's an awful movie that came out six Objectively, years ago. what is Frozen? Objectively, it's an awful movie that came out what six is years the plot ago. Of Frozen? Uh it's a ripoff of Hans Christian Andersen's Snow Queen. It's a reimagining. Yeah, continue. It's nothing like the original, but they took some of the uh elements of it. If anything, it's a ripoff of X Men with Iceman. But keep going. I equally dislike Iceman, so not a very good story either. Uh, And it's about two sisters, one of whom is an ice queen Mm -hmm. who has ice powers. Correct. The younger one always wants to build a snowman. No one will do it with her. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have... um, She grows up isolated from her sister. She just wants someone to play with. Yes. But her sister is... She has this awesome ice power that when they were kids, she accidentally harmed her sister, Anna. So they had to be separated. Yes. Okay, what's so hard about that? No, no, nothing. Okay. Um, there's a snowman named Olaf. Correct. Josh Gad mm-hmm. voiced Olaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, there are trolls in the movie. Yes, there are. Grand Pabby is their leader. Uh, I don't remember the, the male character. Kristoff. Kristoff. With the moose. Sven. Sven. And then... Sven is not in the story, nor is Olaf. Oh. I was really hoping Olaf was at least. I, I kept reading. I really wish he popped up, but he's not. <laughs> I guess he'd melt. Um, and then, well, that's not true. Elsa puts a never-ending snow flurry above his head so he can go wherever he wants. But this is again rooted in re- rooted in reality. This is a rooted in reality tale. Of course it is. Does she have ice powers in this? Come on, it's a frozen fanfic. Come on, <laughs> that's not the point of the story. Okay, continue. So, so and oh um, my god. So and in the story, Anna marries an evil prince, or is about right. to Hans. Hans. So there's this subversion of the you know princess and prince, the Disney trope. Yes, because obviously it can't be typical nowadays. Can't be typical. No, it, the act of true love at the end is the love between sisters. They they grow to love each other, and Hans is actually he's like a usurper. He wants the throne for himself, and they defeat him. You really disappointed me on this one. Well, I think I think you're gonna like it. <laughs> I think you're gonna like it. All right. So, what don't you like? Well, just you know, in a couple sentences, what don't you like about Frozen? And we'll hop. We'll get back into it. Uh, so this is gonna be one of the most contentious opinions I could ever give. I'm gonna be honest with you, or maybe it'll just seem that way. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Orlando. Yeah. When you grow up in Orlando, going to Disney World effectively means nothing. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. it means nothing. Yep. Like. I think at one point I was going five times a year, and I was going way less than my friends. 
So I was always near Disney World, mm-hmm. and I just never cared about Disney. That Floridian discount, that's, that's what makes yes, it easy to go. that, and in high school, my chorus, my school's chorus, did Candlelight, where they go there and sing Christmas songs. Okay. And they all get, like, six free tickets. Mm-hmm. And most of them already have passes anyway, so they just sell them cheap. And I just don't care that much about Disney. I, I I don't understand people who are Disney freaks. Like, I like Disney. Did you like it as a kid? Did you have any, like, cartoon, no, Disney cartoons I, you I, liked as a kid? Yeah, of course. Okay. But the people that now are, like... Like, I, I know people that have college degrees mm-hmm. and work at Disney getting paid minimum wage, which mm-hmm. is almost nothing in Florida, mm-hmm. um, just because they like Disney. Mm-hmm. And that's just crazy to me. Like, I don't get it. I don't... Do you think it should be grown out of and looked back on no, fondly? No, not at all. Put because it away no, in a shoebox. No, 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 no. People say it about comic books. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. I just don't, I don't relate to the stories, I guess. I don't know. I've never been one t- for the whole prince, princess thing. Okay. Um, that didn't become my, or that stopped being my problem in 1776. So I don't care about princes and princes anymore. I don't care about king and queens. I'm, I'm dead serious. So like presidents and first ladies for you only. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like I like Aladdin. I like Peter Pan. I, I like. You've never seen Hercules, right? I've seen Hercules. Okay, this I love Hercules. Who hasn't seen Hercules? That's a crime. No, no, I love Hercules. But I just they're just retellings of other stories. Yeah. Um, but Buck, well, now they're retelling the same story it, with all these remakes. The Lion King one is shot for shot, and all the Disney fans I know were like, this is the greatest thing ever. No, it's not. The okay, only so good thing okay. about that is Donald Glover. That is true. That yeah. is true. And, and they didn't even pick Nathan and Keegan, Lane Keegan, to be Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Yes. They didn't even Who's pick. Who's Billy Eichner? I think he's Timon. He's playing Timon and not Nathan Lane. Nathan mm-hmm. Lane's perfect. He's perfect in almost everything he does. Anything he does, is it becomes perfect. You ever seen Birdcage? Robin Williams, yes. Nathan Lane? He's a phenomenal actor. Exactly. Phenomenal. He's a great actor. There's no reason he shouldn't be Timon. And mm-hmm. Instead, they chose Billy Eichner. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I have nothing against Billy Eichner, but... Billy Eichner, if you're listening, thank you for funding this podcast. Thank you, and Ryan Reynolds. It's your passion project. Our angel investors. Yes. Um, so when it comes to Frozen... Yeah, what about Frozen specifically? I just... It doesn't... Okay, first off, I hate the animation style. I hate the new Disney animation style. Okay. I'm very upset they stopped using the old one. Just like hand-drawn two-dimensional. I think Disney had a style. And mm-hmm. Lion King wasn't all hand-drawn. A lot of that was computer-rendered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Disney had a trademark style. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, that's something that I actually liked about Disney. I like having a house style. Mm-hmm. They totally got rid of that. Well, you got to you got to update the times. You can't. You got to have the same style forever. It's gonna be too flat. I don't flat. think so. I I you can't disagree. Have like Fifty movies. In the I same think style. you could put a DreamWorks movie out like Brave, mm-hmm. or not DreamWorks. I'm sorry, Pixar. Mm-hmm. That's Pixar, right? Yeah. You can put a Pixar movie out like Brave. Do something different, please. Mm-hmm. But the moment you change permanently your art style, it's not the same thing anymore. I don't think so. I don't know. You got to keep up with the newest technology. That's why people. Uh, you know, you, you got to be do on the, the edge. old art style, but new. That's what they did with Lion King. Well, you get you get limited after a while, and you start implementing these three D things, and then I don't all of a think sudden, so. Well, also Pixar is making all the money, so you just gotta you gotta ride that gravy yeah, train right true. to shore. And now the live action ones are because they ran out. That's right. Uh, and then Frozen just came out. I thought it was pretty unimaginative. I, I don't was, know why it blew I liked up. it. I liked it. I saw it once in theaters. I'm not a super fan or anything, but I liked it. Uh, I thought the songs were super annoying. I thought they were they were catchy. I did, okay. I went in thinking it was going to suck that it was for ki- t- children, and it was for children. But I was also genuinely surprised with. The I have nothing against watching children's movies as an adult. I almost I, exclusively watch children's movies at this point. Me too. 
almost all the movies I own are animated movies. Not mm-hmm. a lie. And they're not anime. I don't like anime. Hashtag unpopular opinion. Wow, you really... This, the, the listener numbers just yeah, plummeting right I'm going now. into it right now. Everyone's like, I liked Alex, but I think I like Ryan. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the people's yeah. podcaster. That's right. That's fine. I'll be the tough guy. <laughs> the I'll be the Bill customer. Maher. <laughs> I'll be the Bill Maher. Listen, comic book fans, you're losers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you, don't like, you don't like Frozen. I don't like Frozen. I don't dislike Disney. I just don't get it. And that's fine if you get it. Mm-hmm. You might not get comic books. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We have our own taste. I like sports. I don't get basketball. I like sports, and we don't care who knows. Exactly. We like sports, and we who don't care, care who, who knows. knows. Yeah. Thank you, Lonely Island, for sponsoring this podcast. Mm-hmm. They didn't really put too much into it, so screw them. That's a good point. Yeah. But um, they're one about being sexy guys or whatever. That one's good. I'll show it to you later. Okay. I'll show it to you later. Without, you know, let's stay on track. Okay, what, what drew me in was the, so before all this, they put a little blurb, what they summarize the story as. The tags? There were no tags. Um, also, I had to sift through just a lot of, um, what, what was it, fluff? There was so much fluff, yeah. just Anna and also being, being pals, being friends. There wasn't a lot of fem slash. There's so much. So. Why do they want incestual fem slash? So much. Well, I don't understand the incest. I mean, yeah. Well. We're biologically programmed as people to not like incest, by the way. Just saying. Or insects. Or insects. I'm against both, the, both of those. two, my friend. Okay. So the summary was, this story was meant to be an examination of the actual political situation in Arendelle. Arendelle. Arendelle is where they live. That's their kingdom. Oh, my God. It assumes that the events of the film, now known as the Winter Crisis, Winter Crisis, okay. happened around June of 1845. It also places Arendelle, the Southern Isles, the neighboring city, neighboring town, nation, and Wesselton on the actual map as Norway, Denmark, and Sweden, respectively. Okay. So they put them in the real world. They're putting them time to it, and they're going to put political weight. Like, what happened? What would happen if this actually happened in 1845? Okay. That's what they're doing. Have you ever heard the fan theory that Anna and Elsa's, Anna and Elsa's parents— Are Tarzan's parents. Yeah. I have. I like it. Maybe that's in the, maybe that's gonna be a follow up to this. Maybe if we remix this story, we, we can remix bring it. Tarzan into the fold. Yes, I think. Okay, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm gonna for do her. a dubcon though. What? Well, explain what I forgot what that was again. Dubious consent. <laughs> it's gonna be him and one of the gorillas. <laughs> no, not Turk. No. Rosie okay. O'Donnell's character looking back, like I understand what you're doing, but yeah. all right. So then um, we, we then cut to, after our introduction, James Polk has met um, Elsa from Frozen. Um, we, they are riding a train through the American countryside, um, and Kristoff is gazing out the window. Um, he thinks of how comfortable he feels in the royal court and how nice it is in America that there are no kings or queens. There's only the common people. He really feels connected to this land. It's he almost like, sees it as a land of opportunity. Almost. Okay. But he comes just short of saying it. Quote, no matter what Anna assured him, he had always felt out of place in the royal court amongst the rich and privileged, but this land was different. This was a land where a man's merit, not his birth, would determine his worth in life. No nobility, no kings or queens. Never explored again, but a really nice, strong passage. Yeah, it really is. Passage. Um, so he then ponders the past months in Irondale, so we get a little look-see. Everything had changed since the Vinterchrist. The Wesselton trade was supposed to be easy to replace. 
It hadn't been. The destruction of Arendelle's economy abroad had been coupled with the destruction of their domestic agriculture from the flash freeze. People were starving in the streets of the capital. Elsa had been forced to beg for food at exorbitant prices from her neighbors. Internally, the kingdom had schismed after the fall. A large amount of the populace, especially in the mountains, still saw Elsa as responsible for the freeze and viewed Hans, the bad guy, as their savior. Okay, so... I'm just trying to get this straight. So mm-hmm. Elsa is officially queen. She is. She gets the coronation at the beginning of the movie, Frozen. Okay. And then during the coronation, something goes down and she like shoots ice out of her hands and everyone mm-hmm. freaks out. This is the plot of Frozen. She and runs then she away goes off to the and causes this huge, in the middle of summer, she causes this huge ice storm. Got it. So that's why, you know, how, how would that affect the local economy? Agriculture. Got it. Got it. Not explored in the movie, but explored in this fan fiction. I got you. Okay. And so they go to the U.S. They're on a. They're just trying they to. They need food. They, they need, need an ally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Polk mm-hmm. needs an ally in case Britain attacks. Correct. Because okay. he's in the middle of trying to um, to get the uh, Oregon Territory, the Northwest. Okay. Okay. I mean, that was that's historically a pretty contentious piece of land. Okay. I know, isn't it, Cole? <sighs> okay. This is, hey man, you said you liked when history is woven into things. You, you said you liked that. I did say that. Okay. The Southern Isles refused to give up uh, Hans, the bad guy. So Hans is from the Southern Isles. He fled there after the events of the movie. They refused to give him up to you know, bring him back for, for court. Elsa had been pleased with what she thought were improving relations until the Southern Isles, Isles severed diplomatic contact. After that, whatever popular support she had withered away in the face of the Pope's excommunication for witchcraft what? and the Wesselton armies massing in the mountain passes. So, I mean, yeah, if this is 1845 and there's a witch as a queen, the Pope's going to take action, right? I have, I'm pretty sure they were not Catholic at that point. Who's that? What are they, Denmark? Norway? They're Arendelle. Okay. Is there any... Can you excommunicate non-Catholics? I'm pretty sure the Pope was just like, hey... I don't think it matters. All Catholics, we're, we're against this. Yeah, I guess. We're a new crusade to Arendelle. I think I would, that's what I want to hear that one. That's what's happening right now. This is the beginning stages of that. This is of the, a crusade. Well, I mean, the, if the Pope says there's witches who are running this country, we got to take them out. Oh, my God. So she really needs this, and so does okay. James Polk. Okay. Externally, she hadn't fared much better. The French, British, Prussians, and Austrians were all content to let the region sort itself out in a storm of blood and ice. So, that's kind of setting the stage. Next, next scene, we cut to a man named James Rothscotter. He enters this bar um, called the President's Arms. It's kind of like a Green Dragon Tavern, kind of like a bunch of revolutionaries are there, you know? Um, He actually is the leader of a group of revolutionary idealists, common soldiers of fortune, and Arendalian expatriates. They call themselves the Brotherhood of the Crocus, and they have one goal, the toppling of the monarchy in Arendelle, the removal of the house at Arendelle from power, and the establishment of a republic over where the kingdom was. So we have this group. Uh, Rothschotter, it's revealed that he's a revolutionary idealist, revolutionary idealist because his whole family has been. His grandfather was a Minuteman in Massachusetts and had faced the British at Lexington and Concord. His father had uh, grown up with stories of liberty and left to uh, fight 1808, the fight with Napoleon in France. Uh, so now he says, quote, ready to cement his name in the annals of Rothschotter history, and he had chosen for his target the most obvious symbol of autocratic monarch." 
monarchical power in Europe. I'm going to mispronounce a ton of words. No, I was right. The archaic kingdom of Arendelle. Originally intended to usurp the throne prior to Elsa's coronation from the movie, but they missed their ship. That happens a lot in history. It's like, I'm going to take mm-hmm. this guy down. They just they slept in, and they missed yeah. the ship. So yeah. One bad hurricane, and everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to say right away, yeah. automatically rooting for this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there. Okay. Liberty, republic, freedom. Get this witch out. He's ready to take him out. So his his band is made up of Yorn, a burly. Ar- wait, wait, wait. Is this a bandum? No, no. <laughs> this is his. Uh, this is his revolutionary group. Yorn, a burly, Arendalian. Alexander, a Russian mercenary. Hey. Edward, a bitter elderly Welsh Republican, and a suave Spaniard named Alonso. This sounds like a DreamWorks movie, right there. I know. Have you ever seen uh, Road to El Dorado? Oh, yeah, it's, of course. I feel like it's that. Mm. Okay, and the final, he closes, he begins, the the, cha- the section ends, mm-hmm. but it be, this is the beginning of their meeting. He says, gentlemen, we are going to assassinate the Queen of Arendelle. <laughs> so the, this plot has been set. It's almost uh, like the Black Hand, which is the coolest name of an actual organization ever. Take out, take out Duke Ferdinand. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so they're like the Duke, the the Black Hand, basically. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it exactly. So then we cut back. We learn that Elsa is continuing to have night terrors related to the events of the movie's climax. Um, that's just something she's still grappling with. It's not a big part of this story. I cut it out because there's a lot in here, mm-hmm. but it's part of her relationship with Anna. Okay, here's a real question. Is it weird that people take um, like kid sayings like this and then make them so realistic? Mm-hmm. Is that weird? Is that weird? Do you think that's weird? I, I That's what attracted me to this story. Okay. I, I, really, I really enjoy that because I think when you're making like a kid's story, you create these characters that are pretty pretty plain like good Mm -hmm. or bad or you might make them a little complex but they're pretty much caricatures of real people so then you put them in this real world and either you change them or you force them to make these kind of gray decisions does that make any sense but is that the same character the same children friendly character at that point well i think it's interesting to see how they react how they live in in the real world okay like what we're teaching our children like oh this isn't this nice this is kind of the ideal uh character yeah how they actually exist okay you say so. But this is also just... I just think it's cool. Okay. Yeah, no. I'm into it so far. Okay, so Anna um, and Kristoff depart for Baltimore. Um, they're just going on like a you know a visit, dignitary kind of thing. And Elsa is summoned to meet President Polk. Quote... Wait, didn't he meet her at the boat? He, he, he met her at the dock, but this is now time for actual negotiations. Okay. So they're sitting Real down. talks. Mm-hmm. Real talk. So, quote, She composed herself quickly and walked to the president's office, repeating the words her father had taught her so long ago. Conceal... Don't feel. Is that a quote from the Conceal, movie? Conceal, don't feel. Just let it go. Let it go. That's the that's a lyric from Let It Go. It's amazing. It's amazing how that's woven in. Okay. This author is incredible. Okay. So now we go to chapter two. Anna and Kristoff are enjoying... Well, how many chapters are there? There's six. Okay. Okay. Chapter, not bad. Not bad. Chapter two. Anna and Kristoff are enjoying dinner in Baltimore. Kristoff goes off to the bathroom. Quote. Hello. A rough voice snapped her out of a daydream. A man had sat down across the table from her. His hood obscured his face, but she could tell he had a scraggly, untrimmed auburn beard. This was too close. She gripped her dinner knife under the table. I couldn't help but notice. You're the princess of Arendelle, aren't you? She immediately felt silly. This man wasn't a threat. She smiled bashfully. Perhaps. I thought so. 
I'm quite the admirer of you and your family. I just wanted to know if you knew where you were going during your time in this country. I'd like to see the public appearance. Something about the man's raspy voice threw her. He wasn't American, that was for sure. He didn't quite have the accent, but she couldn't place where he was from. He certainly sounded sincere, though. She slid a piece of paper across the table. This is the official schedule. Don't share it. Thank you, Your Grace. I am in your debt. With a quick nod, he was gone. That was a little odd, she thought. He had seemed nice, though, and she had been so looking forward to someone finally recognizing her, but she couldn't shake the feeling that she had heard this man before. Okay, two questions. I have two answers. Canonically, do they speak English? Uh, that's actually addressed later. Um, I think they speak English in, like, canon, but in mm -hmm. this, there's a... Uh, uh, in the next meeting, they sit down and uh, James K. Polk uh, apologizes for his poor Arendalian. So they're they're bilingual. In this universe, yeah, they have like a they have okay. like a some sort of Norse language, and also okay. they're speaking English. So she was talking to this guy in English. Right. Got it. Mm -hmm. He approached her and spoke yes, English. Yes. Yes. Second question: mm -hmm. Who's ruling the kingdom in their absence? Is it Olaf? <laughs> That's a, it has to be. It has to be. The whole royal family's gone. <laughs> the whole so who's in charge? Gone. Well, it's it. There's mayhem in the streets. So does it really matter? They I just have so. the guards you, holding the gates. You have to have some semblance of structure. What if they come back and Olaf is righted the ship? Does he? There's got to be a huge power struggle, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's a question. Olaf isn't even name-checked in this story. That's that's sad. There's 7,500 words. Olaf is not one of them. Because if you think about it, it takes, what, two weeks, they said, for the trip? Yeah. That's at least a month travel time alone. Oh, yes. A lot yeah. can go down in a it month. Say, it says it was about and two how do they get word? Two, two weeks for, like, a letter? I don't know. Maybe this is a, this is a last-ditch diplomatic visit. Okay. Okay. They really have no other choice. I got you. Okay, so um, after Anna leaves, we get a scene from the mysterious man's point of view. He reads the list. Um, there's a name of cities. He skips down at Baltimore, party in Georgetown, meeting with Virginia Farmers Association. And then we get to the October 10th grand opening of the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis. This is like oddly specific. <laughs> this probably happened on that exact day, probably. October 10th, 1845. He notes that the president and the cabinet had been a given to show up, but it looked like the Snow Queen and her entourage would be attending as well. The man knew the land around Fort Severn very well. No matter how many Marines James K. Polk decided to place, they'd be in the open, and the streets of Annapolis were perfect for hiding a lone gunman. The man ran a hand through his beard. It had been a long three months, but he was so tired. He got up and left the bar before the princess's husband returned. Rothschotter would pay well for this information and almost certainly act on it. The debt would be repaid. Is that the end of chapter two? That is the end of that section. Okay. So he gets up and leaves. So she marries Kristoff. Yeah, she's married to Kristoff. Yeah, okay. sorry if that was. Does it happen at the end of the movie? Um, I don't know. Does he have a thank for her in the movie? Yeah, they're, they're together. But I thought she was going to marry Hans. She's supposed to marry Hans, and then Chris, the whole movie, Kristoff's like, what do you see in this guy? Ah. And then she's like, I don't know. I met him at a dinner party. Okay. And then they fall for each other. I got you. Because they have a real experience. Okay. Okay. So now we have... With trolls. With trolls. Yeah, with trolls. I mean, he's a bit of a fixer-upper, but... Okay. That's a song as well. <laughs> okay, so Elsa's oh um, <laughs> got a meeting with James Polk. Um, he compliments her English, and then he says, quote... Uh, now I think our first and foremost issue is the food situation. We don't have a full-time ambassador yet, but my men are willing to tell me, my men are telling me rather, that there are riots over food in the heart of your capital. 
The queen frowned. I assure you, President Polk, your men are wrong. The situation is bad, but not untenable. James sighed. If these talks are to bear fruit, Queen Elsa, we must be fully honest here. Now, I am prepared to send you back to Arendelle with a flotilla. What's a flotilla? I guess just a... Of grain grain ships. Is that like a a unit uh, of measurement for ships? I think less than armada, group of ships, flotilla. 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 Of grain ships. Is that a a floating tortilla? I hope so. It's 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 grain ships. So essentially it is. could be. Yeah. Flotilla. Um, He's got another situation. Um, Elsa confesses that they're at a breaking point. Um, He says, okay, we'll just send you back 10 ships of grain and bread. Wow. Um, after this, we'll determine a fair discounted price for you to purchase further food and supplies until you recover from this. And she cuts in Winterkreis. It's a very sensitive subject. Um, he talks about the military capacities of the kingdom and how they are woefully underprepared for any sort of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I'd like to sell to you at a heavy discount, of course, 500 crates of Springfield muskets. Uh, there'd be a surplus of Model 1812s, and there'll be enough to bring your army into the 19th century. I'd also like to send an expeditionary force of 500 U.S. Marines to be used at your disposal. She says, wow, it seems like you're getting the short end of the stick. What do you want me to do? And then she says, oh, she had caught on. He knew she would. Sharp as attack, this one. Or perhaps sharp as ice. Oh, my God. Well, we'd like to become the primary importer of Arendelle goods. Obviously, some trade deals will be cut. She says, that's not it. There's something else you want. He says, yes, we are interlocked with the British in a tight negotiation over the Oregon Territory right now. It would flare up badly. I'd like Arendelle's support in the matter. And then she says, well, what can we do? You know, he says, I want you to put diplomatic pressure on them. Demand the relent. Threaten embargoes. And of course, there could be a technical non-military option. It would be tragic if, say, the Thames were to freeze over, especially at the height of shipping. And then Elsa smiles devilishly. President Polk, you have a deal. Got him. Got okay. him. I knew, I knew he was going to ask something like that. Right. I mean, how is no one seeing this? This is no. an extraordinarily strong ally to have. Yeah. You control weather. Yes. You're stupid if you don't. You need to team up with You're them. stupid if you don't. The Americans are all over it. Of course we are. Mm-hmm. We're tenacious. Of course we do that. James Polk. James Polk. Greatest president ever? Uh, if this were true, yes, absolutely. Again, I I don't know if this is true or not. That's why I have you here. Is this true? Most of it so far, yeah. Okay, cool. The the best part, the is Elsa stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's such a good president. He does become uh, what they named the middle school after in Ned's declassified school survival guide. Yeah, so. I mean that's his real cultural legacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the the best best thing I can take away from this. His cultural legacy is Ned's declassified one, and then. Portlandia. If it wasn't for him, no Portland. And then three Ice Queen. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Okay, chapter three. So we cut back to Rothscotter. His men are contentious. It's a band of mercenaries, again, expatriates. So n- mm-hmm. none of them are really gelling. They're kind of just this ragtag band of people okay. who want to take down government and or get into big fights. Um, so Edward, who I believe is the Welsh man... Um, he had wanted to set up an immediate ambush in Annapolis, while the mercenaries, the rest of them, had wanted to just remain cautious and tell the entourage. Rothscotter said, I side with Edward, but I can't take him his side during this conflict. I just got to calm the troops down. But the time for caution is long gone. If freedom is to come to Arendelle, it would come through decisive action, not through waffling and holding back. But the, foregone concern, the foremost concern now was keeping the Brotherhood together. 
So they get into this, get into this long, uh, you know, conflict. They're all yelling at each other, and then Edward stands up and reaches for his gun. And the quote is: "A good gunman can draw, aim, and discharge his sidearm without ever breaking gaze with his target. A good mercenary is, of course, a good gunman. Unfortunately for Alexander, Edward was a good gunman." Whoa. As the Russian glanced down to grab his gun, the Welshman sprung into action and buried a hidden stiletto in the back of the man's neck. Alexander choked for a second before falling to his knees, hacking up blood, and collapsing to the ground where he lay still. So everyone's like, whoa. What, a stiletto? Hidden a stiletto? knife. I totally, oh, botched, okay. I totally botched that. A good mercenary is, of course, a good gunman. Unfortunately for Alexander, he was not a good gunman. Oh. So he could not pull his gun. Edward got on him and stabbed him. Okay. I botched that. That was a okay. literary masterpiece that I completely botched. I, I thought he shot a bunch of shots off. I'm like, 1845? <laughs> that many shots? Wow. A stiletto of shots? And it just like goes 90 degrees to where you're, yeah. you're shooting. That's what the, that's yeah. what the 1800s It's like he shoots about. one and then really quickly pounds it back, reloads it, puts the... Whoa, this guy's it. automatic. He's Whoa, just standing what? there. This guy for... can shoot two bullets a minute? <laughs> okay. Um, so he says, get the hell out of here, Edward. And um, he just kicks him out. Edward is out of the gang. And then he turn, Roth Scotter turns to the group. He says, tomorrow we're going to open the Naval Academy in our own way. Whoa. So the ambush is on. All right. So now we cut to, how are you feeling? The stage is getting set. The next scene is Anna and Elsa arriving in Annapolis. I feel like that's come a little quick, but okay. <laughs> it's coming. No, yeah, let's, let's do it. Like I said, 7,500 words, super concise. You know, I, yeah. there was a couple that I was interested in, mm-hmm. um, particularly one where Elsa becomes a vampire. And has a, she grows, she like throughout the story grows a penis, but it's 200,000 words. <laughs> Why does she grow a penis? So she can be attracted to Anna. I don't know. It, it was 200,000 words. I skimmed. I was just, it blue? Ice penis? Yeah. They, well, they worked, they worked blue. They worked very blue in that story. Um, it was rough. But hey, if you want to hear that, write into the show. and I'll, Write into the show. We'll do a solo podcast. I'll just Put read it in the, the whole chat. thing. <laughs> DM us. Put it in the chat. There'll be a lot of tags attached to that one. There's a lot of tags attached to that We're one. We have a lot of squirks. A lot of squicks. <laughs> a lot of squicks attached to that one. Squicking and squacking all the yeah. way down the road. The carriage came to a halt outside Fort Severin, what would in a few hours' time be the United States Naval Academy. An honor guard of Marines was gathered outside the carriage. Elsa stepped out slowly, her blue dress glittering in the sun. The oversized crowd erupted in cheers. They were there to see the Snow Queen, after all, and Elsa gave an elaborate bow. So does she? Does she not have a problem with heat? No, no. Okay, she's just like naturally cold all the time. Okay, so in the movie, the snow <laughs> is more of a reaction to like her emotions. Yeah, well, she doesn't okay. have control over her powers, so when her emotions go kind of whack, okay, it's like an extension of of her. Okay, it kind of wait. So how is she gonna freeze over the Thames? Thames. Thames. Um, well, she can control it now. Well, she finds oh, that love okay. is the way to control her power. Love. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just like in Star Wars Eight. Star Wars Eight, Episode Eight. Usually episode, put eight. episode, which is a Star Wars Eight. It's the same thing, dude. Star Wars Three was sick. Star Wars Three is good. Star Wars the third episode, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about the sixth episode? All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. Okay. So. Um, lost my place okay so Anna slips out of the carriage her sister was being very charismatic 
Um, after the Vinterkreis, her personality had practically formed a cult around her in Arendelle. Some said it was the only thing saving the monarchy from certain destruction at the hands of these circling Republicans. Well, I, I, sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but 1845 is a pretty tumultuous time if you're a monarch. Yeah. I mean, European monarchs are fallen. I mean, but what else would give a monarch more authority than some sort of, like, mythical oh, power? supernatural power. So she, she gets there. a cult, and now yeah. the Republicans are pushed to this fringe of this of society. Yeah. But that's not the case with all the other countries. No, no. That's why there's a weird power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. Frozen is interesting to you. No. No. But it's all still, it's all still there. We're just recontextualizing Frozen <sighs> in a way that you enjoy. Okay. Okay, so Kristoff um, walks up to her... They have a discussion. She's like, yeah, I feel happy. Anna says, I feel happy for her. They don't know what's going to happen. The final quote is, the royal family smiled, and in the crowd, the unknown man smiled back. The Ooh. debt would be repaid. Ooh. Um, James K. Polk, he's also feeling really good about himself. They had these very progressive talks. Um, everyone's out. They love Queen Elsa. They love what he's doing. He feels really confident. Um, he could practically see the maps being redrawn to fit Oregon into the United States. It was only a given now that Britain would concede, especially with Polk's lightened demands. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how much Polk actually did care about the Oregon Territory. It was a big deal, for mm-hmm. sure. Very hotly contested. A lot I don't of beavers think he, up there. A lot of fur. Yeah, I don't think he sat up at night, though. Well, it was, it was actually the, uh, the passage to the Pacific. We okay. didn't have California at that point. Mm. So Oregon Territory was pretty important. California was its own country. Mm-hmm. It's just like in Settlers of Catan when you have, you have to get, a, you you have to, get, get to the harbor. Got to get some coast. Yeah. Some coast when when I have state. sheep falling out of my butt and I have no way to get rid of them except for the sheep port. That, or just a, a three randoms to one. Even that's better. That's huge. Yeah. But randoms are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that. true. yeah, that's true. So we cut to Corporal McGett. Um, he's standing down the street. Just very proud, controlling foot traffic. Um, he feels something's amiss. Something's wrong. He sees okay. a cloaked stranger. Um, he blocks the man. He says, wait a minute here, sir. The man looks at him and says, I need to cross. He says, you can wait your turn like everyone else. The man tries to push past him. Corporal Maguette was getting irritated. He shoves the ruffian back into the crowd with his musket, only to have him bounce back and crash into him. Quote, he could feel the blood before anything else. The man had been holding a stiletto, and the man had hit him in the neck. Sorry, old chap, but freedom waits for no man. I, I, for some reason, I picture that with a stiletto heel. (laughs) Yeah. This is like a very, like, Kill Bill kind of, like, Ocean's 8, like, I got a stiletto in my stiletto. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Quote, the last thing Alan Maggett saw was Jack Rothscutter beginning to cross the street. Ooh. He's entered the game. Chapter 4. All our players are in the same place. Quote, As soon as Polk glanced back at the street, he could see there was something wrong. No one was supposed to be on the street now. Where was the guard? The cloaked man was walking down the street towards them. President Polk grabbed the Marine next to him and pointed. Crack! 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 Alonso Gallagher. That's the the, uh, Spaniard. Okay. Cradled the colt repeating carbine to his cheek. He had obtained the weapon at great personal cost to himself, and he loved using it. Perched in a second-story window of a nearby warehouse, he watched the guard closest to the president fall, and the whole street fell into chaos. Whoa. So he takes a shot at Polk, but hits the Marine. Marine takes the bullet. Wow. Um, so the crowd, which was once so happy, is now dispersed, screaming. 
It's chaos. The Marines are confused. They don't know where the shots are coming from. The Queen is exposed. And Alonso has a perfect shot at her. But this is Rothschild's kill. He would wait. So he has a clean shot at Elsa. He doesn't take him. That's stupid. He's not he should have done it. This isn't his revolution. He's, an, he's a mercenary. Oh, I guess so. He is Spanish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so the Queen runs behind the carriage. The President is there. She's panicked. Um, she's having flashbacks to the climax of Frozen. It's the Ford. Her fr- people are dying. There's there's a risk. There's violence happening. She's mm-hmm. she's very uh, she's very stressed. Um, so Polk is sweating. Uh, the Marines are, are trying to control the crowd. When suddenly a man with a knife leaps over the carriage. Ooh. Bang! Polk instinctively fired his own weapon. So he's got a hidden oh. revolver and he whips it out. He said, "Quote." He was a lawyer, not a soldier, goddammit. A Marine dragged away the wounded assassin as Polk ran through his options. If they stayed, they'd be overpowered. If they ran, they'd be exposed. He only saw one option, and it wasn't good. So what he does is he cuts loose one of the mm-hmm. horses. He puts Elsa on it, and he says, go. We just got to separate. Because he doesn't know who the target of the assassination yeah. is. We just got to cut it. I think it's so awesome. That's pretty cool. That Polk is like... It's kind of like a Back to the Future 3 sort of feel. What? The way he like... Well, explain what you're talking about. I mean, I, I like I could see something that I, like that happening in Back to the Future Three. I mean, he cuts the horse, mm-hmm. like, go go, slaps go. it, yeah, yeah, slaps it, like, yeah. runs down the street. Doc Brown, just Marty. <laughs> I don't know, Marty. Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm sure you're wondering, where's the Secret Service? Is that your first question? Uh, yeah, sure. I guess <laughs> I thought the Marines had it covered, but yeah, where's the Secret Service? Uh, they were not. Established until President Lincoln. Oh, do you know what they was originally? Polk? Why was Polk? What number president is he? Uh, like I'm assuming 13, 1845, 11. 10, 11. Okay. I think Jackson was seven, and that was 1820s. Okay, so probably 10th, 11th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but do you know why they created the Secret Service? Is this before Lincoln or after Lincoln? Lincoln, Lincoln. During like, Lincoln, he like, created the Secret Service. Oh, because he the Civil War, right? He was afraid people were gonna. No, no. no. Um, uh, counterfeiting money. So it wasn't for like personal protection? No. It was to track counterfeited bills. And that's why now, still to this day, you can get in trouble with the Secret Service. But that's why the Secret Service came up to my house the other day. Well. I, I, love, two, I love a good $2 bill. So I, you know, I just, They're reprinting $2 bills. Yeah? They, you can get a 2018, 2017 $2 bill. You should. But for the meantime, let's go back to Annapolis. Please do. And the scene we're at. So now we cut to Edward, the Welshman, who was part of the revolutionary. Murdered the other guy. Murdered the other guy. Okay. He's sitting at a roadside cafe. He hears the commotion. He smiles to himself. He knows all this was going to happen. As everyone scatters, he settles into a corned beef sandwich and fingers the grenade that was in his pocket as he pulls it and places it on the table in front of him. I mean, what is a grenade but just, you know... Gunpowder yeah. in a concentrated. Grenades. Not like, yeah. grenades were around. He didn't like frag out like this is Call of no. Duty. No. Yeah, just a little grenade. Okay. I'm per- he'd have to light it. Yeah. Right, there's a fuse. Yeah. It says he like plays with the fuse. Yeah, and fingers the fuse. So he's there kind he of as fingers a f- it. Fingers it with his digits. Oh, God. No, not the digits. <laughs> it's another callback, people. You need to listen to one. A sick callback. It was a sick callback. It was a good digit. Nice digit. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so let me come back to the unknown man. Um, he's slowly following this proceedings. He's mirroring the movements of the assassins. He sees as Elsa gets on the horse. 
um, the unknown man watched the snow, the snow queen tear down the street and strike an assassin down before rounding a corner. So she's Whoa. taking her, she's nails a guy. Who'd she strike? Do we know um, the assassin? Actually, I think I cut it out. It doesn't, it's, it's not, um, I don't, I don't remember exactly. She shoots ice at him. Though. Okay. It's pretty awesome. Okay. I did cut it out though for time's sake. Um, and that little, that little, uh, vignette of the unknown man ends with the debt would be repaid. Da, da, da. Whoa. So Elsa, and we cut back to Elsa. Um, she emerges into a square. There's no one around. She's like, okay, maybe I found some peace. Mm-hmm. Patrons at the nearby cafe ducked underneath the table, screaming bloody murder, except for one strange man who oh. appeared to be saluting the queen. As Elsa drove the horse further down the street, something small and round flew into her field of vision and clattered across the cobblestones. Clink, clink. Ooh. Two bounces was all it took for Elsa to recognize what it was, but it was already too late. She attempted a last-ditch dive from her horse as the grenade exploded, gutting the animal and throwing her across the oh. cobblestone violently. So she, she can't create, like, an ice wall? She could, but she it took her by surprise. Okay. She was just running, running, running. All of a sudden, what is this thing coming out of this cafe? Ah. It's a grenade. Does Frozen have, like, Avatar physics where you need the substance there? No, she can just shoot ice whenever she wants. That's actually not explored. I would like to see that in the second one. Like Frozone, yeah. needs, needs some wife. He's exactly. Yeah, I need some water. I'm thirsty. You would think that, but yeah, that, that's not the the thing. Is she's caught off guard in this situation? Okay, so that's what happens. Um, so clink, clink, it explodes. She's fading in and out of consciousness, bleeding from various cuts across her face and body as she sees a man approach. Quote: She watched helplessly as Edward drew his cap lock and pointed it at the prone queen's head. Six semper tyrannis. Crack. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Six Semper Tyrannus is what John Wilkes Booth said when he shot Lincoln. He, he shot Lincoln, jumped from the second story, the balcony, onto the stage. I believe he broke his leg, broke his foot, hurt it at least, and was screaming Six Semper Tyrannus. What does that mean? Is that, that's Latin, right? What does that uh, mean? I believe it's, uh, it's like die, you, you tyrant, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, sorry, I can't remember that one. I, I'm I'm rusty in my <laughs> Latin at the moment. Um, I'm trying to figure out whether I like that. Is that a cool touch or is it just? I know. think it's cool as hell. I thought that was super cool. It makes sense. It just adds to this like these are revolutionaries. They believe in their cause. I mean, the thing is, there was a conspiracy to kill Lincoln. There were a lot of people involved. Mm-hmm. So it's similar. What? They dragged his name through mud. That's from National Treasure. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, my God. Yes. Book of Secrets. Yes. Great movie. Um, I guess it's cool. <clears throat> it's a cool little historical fact, I guess. Cool. I'm glad we passed the test. Next chapter, uh, next section, rather, begins, quote, When a bullet strikes a human in the head, it can be traveling at a speed of up to 3,200 feet per second. It pushes aside skin and tissue and moves at a speed such as to easily smash bone. When it reaches the brain, it moves faster than the tissue can tear, which means it simply pushes the tissue aside before it tears. When the bullet finishes its course, the tunnel it has formed collapses behind it. The area of impact is ten times the size of a bullet. Death is nearly instantaneous. That is to say, Edward never stood a chance. Whoa. As the would-be assassin's body fell to the ground, Marines turned the corner to see one man holding a smoking revolver. 
The unknown man cast the gun to the ground before raising his hands in the face of the muskets of the guards. Two marines grabbed the man. Who are you? Ask the princess. They'll know. Is it the guy with the, the plans? One of the guards pulled off the man's burlap hood, revealing his unkempt, unshaven head of messy auburn hair. Two other guards helped the queen to her feet as she slowly approached the assassin. She recognized him immediately. He was the man from Baltimore. Oh my god. Prince Hans? Anna was shocked. Prince Hans is back. Who is he? Prince Hans is the villain from the first Frozen. No, I know, I know. Who is he in this? He is the mysterious man. Oh. The beard. And he shoots Edward before he gets oh, a chance so to take out so that's why she said also. she felt like she knew who she was. Exactly. Or who he was. And why bar. he has a weird familiar accent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like if she was engaged to him, she'd know him even with a beard. She only knew him one night. Really? Yeah. But she meets him. You know, remember? Love is an open door. They meet and then they immediately get engaged. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Hey. We're, we're living in 1800s. Things are quick. You got to move fast. Right. What am I going to be, like 35? I got to go yeah. fast. Our generation has Netflix and chill. Yeah. They have I got like a life ball and bang, like I guess. 70 I something, right? Ball yeah. and bang. I got a long, long life ahead of me. <laughs> Let's figure this out. I'm going to be in my 20s for at least yeah. 30 years. Yeah, I'm not going to die of dysentery. No. Yeah, I'm good. Probably not. I don't know. So obviously the question is, what are you doing here? He says, I came to America when I was disowned. So it comes out that so, okay. he wasn't annexed. His family was so ashamed of his uh, dubious moves mm-hmm. to get the crown that they disowned him. He was bent on revenge, and he joined up with some unfortunate people. After a while, though, he realized he had to let it go. Quote, I oh, beat No, him. no, don't, don't. Don't just braze over let it go like it didn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> I realized I had to let it go. The central thesis of oh Frozen. God. I owed you all a debt. A debt I hoped to repay here. A debt has been paid. That's that they've been leading you down a different path the whole time. She says, thank you, Hans. Anna says, thank you. Elsa says, thank you. Um, they say you should come back to Arendelle. He cuts her off. No, it would only open old wounds that need time to heal. And then the president cuts in. Okay. If I may say something, I don't know the history between you all as much as I should. But what I do know is that this man deserves a reward for his service. So if you don't want to go back to Arendelle, Mr. Hans, perhaps you would consider staying in America. We could find a place for you in my administration. The ex-prince smiled. Thank you, President Polk. That is most kind of you. What's his last name? Hans? Yeah. Ooh. That's a good test. I, I don't know. I was going to say, please don't say he's like the great-grandfather of like Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> no, he's or not. I will just rage. I will be so mad. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I think they want him more as like a, like a personal bodyguard. Okay. Or like maybe okay. maybe the ambassador to Arendelle since it's an, it's a vacant position. No, I feel like that would cause too many tensions. That's true. He can't go yeah. back there. He no. Just, if he, if he rolls that. up, everyone's going to be questioning him. The president smiled back. The sun had come out and the threat had ended. <laughs> well, they do call us the land of opportunity. That was bad. That's I'm just going to say That's it. not the end. I, okay. As with my previous story, there's an absolutely banging epilogue to okay, the story. Okay, good. Good. Epilogue. Elsa exited the carriage and crossed the street to the American embassy in Arendelle. The gate guards smiled and waved her in as her own diplomats went to meet with their American counterparts. The queen smiled as she met the secretary in the front. Is the ambassador in? He is, your grace. He should be right in his office. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. He turns out to be the ambassador, Ambassador Hans. Oh, my God. So this is uh, obviously later. So um, they hang out. So I'm, like, really unfamiliar with this. I was, like, so blown away by, like, Six Semper Tyrannus and everything. That <laughs> I got into it. Um, both I and the president, this is Hans speaking, have full confidence that Arendelle can recover from these dark days. The president would also like to tell you that your aid in the Oregon boundary dispute was invaluable. The British have signed a treaty establishing the border at the 49th parallel. Better than anyone thought we could get without war. The Ice Queen nodded. Is there something else I can do? America has given us so much help, and I wish there was a better way to repay them. Hans thought about it. Well, there appears to be trouble brewing in the south. The Mexicans have crossed the Rio Grande and attacked Seth Thornton's men. War seems inevitable. Elsa smiled. We'll see what we can do. Hmm. Okay. September 7th, 1847. Mexico City. Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana sat in his candlelit study poring over the latest reports of American troop movements. The war had been going terribly for the Mexicans, but the old general held out hope. Even after the disaster in Texas, the government had given him control of the army in Ciudad de Mexico, and he intended to defend the city to the last man. He could do it. He had a well-fortified position in the old Spanish palace, and his local strength was about that of the Americans. The shelling had already begun, but the Americans would have to attack soon, and he would be ready. He rubbed his cork leg. He had suffered enough indignities at the hands of the Americans, at their lackeys in Texas. Now he would pay back the loan with interest. As he pondered the situation, an aide rushed in. General Santa Ana, the Americans have stopped the shelling. They are approaching the castle. Santa Ana smiled. Good. We will stand and fight. What is the status of the American soldiers? The aide looked slightly puzzled. Sir, we have noticed something unusual about them. They appear to be wearing... Winter uniforms. What? <laughs> Santa Ana rushed to the top of the castle. It was true. The Americans were advancing towards the city in line, wearing furs and thick coats. Is Scott trying to lose this battle? His men will all sweat to death before they even reach the gates. Before he could say another word, something caught his eye. A figure in light blue stood near the American camp, arms outstretched. As he struggled to identify the figure, he remembered headlines from recent newspapers and who the Americans had allied with. No. No, no, no. Tell the men to get the fires. Sir, the men report dropping temperatures at the wall. Santa Anna gazed up at the sky as the first flakes began to form. And for the first time in forever, snow fell in central Mexico. For the first time in forever... For the first time in for do you not you know that song right? No. What? No. That was the whole point of that last line. It's so beautiful. <laughs> no idea. That's None. a song. Okay. All right. I, I came up with a better name for the story. Okay. What is it? You ready? Yeah. Manifest Destiny. Why? Because of the Oregon Territory. Yeah, and it was like destiny that she was helping them because it, it, I was thinking. You know, we really got a lot from Elsa helping us, you we, know? Yeah. She should have brought her friend Spider-Man, you know? <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Elsa. You haven't seen that on YouTube? Yeah, I have, I have. Oh, okay, I was about to say. It's yeah. creepy. It's but, awful. Yeah, YouTube kids, like, yeah. debacle. Spider-Man Elsa porn. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm like, man, we got a lot because of Elsa's help. Yeah, we owe yeah. we owe a lot to her to this the great yeah. country. For those of you who don't know, Elsa helped a lot with the founding of the country. Mm-hmm. Well, the expansion, the expansion, of the, country. the expansion. We did all the founding. Yes, don't worry about that. Us and Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Nicolas Cage's great 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 grandfather. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So how has this has this changed any of your perceptions about what Frozen could be? obviously what it could be i think it's better than what it is there's a lot of potential there i just uh i really like the writing mm-hmm. i'm gonna be dead honest with you <clears throat> i think the guy was a good writer for yeah. sure he or she was excellent oh i think the person was a good writer mm-hmm. um i would i know this is weird i'd like to hear them write a uh 501st stormtrooper story why is that I don't know. They seem really detail oriented with like war and getting things kind of right with mm-hmm. facts. Mm-hmm. Seems like it would kind of work. That's what drew me to this, and I, I thought you'd appreciate it. Yeah, I no, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say, I think they hit a couple tropes. So when they're describing the the bullet passing through the brain, mm-hmm. I think that's something kind of common, which is totally unnecessary. That's always found in fanfic. I like, I kind of, again, like I like when uh, information, it's like a tease. It's yeah. like you hear the crack, you're like, what happened, what happened? Then you get this long paragraph and it's like, what is the point of this? I get that. I just feel like like the, the minutiae of the details is really drawn out and that's pretty common in fanfic. Well, it gets you to really visualize what's happening and then it pulls the rug out from you underneath. I don't know if it's that or if it's a um, inexperienced storyteller thinking if they get really detailed mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry um if they get really detailed then they sound like a better author i this this seems like it was employed at a good time i don't know if this is I could, an I can agree with that. this seems I can like an experienced storyteller to me okay okay do you think any of this these political themes will be or should be explored in the confirmed sequel for other reason there is a sequel does this not give you hope about like what material there is to work with though that's what fan fiction should do it should give you hope about all that's out there all the rocks that can be overturned and well i will tell you i have my own head cannon mm-hmm. now <laughs> um i would like to start a community and we can have a fanon but uh i have a feeling none of this will be addressed in frozen 2 so you know what you have to do now uh, please don't say watch frozen no you gotta you've gotta you've gotta make it so big and such a huge community that it that it becomes canon. Oh, Kripkey me, please. You need to Kripkey. I need to get Kripkeyed. Bob Igert. You need to Kripkey Disney. You got to do it. Oh, I'll do it. Let's do it. You've got the historical know-how. They're a little anti-Semitic, but let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. They might not like me, but let's do it. Uh, I didn't think it was bad. I did not think it was bad at all. Oh, thanks. That's no. about as high praise as I expected. High pr- it's high praise. It's high praise. It's high praise. High praise. It's another callback, people. Nicolas Cage. Get with it. If you're not listening to all of them... Uh, anyways. Uh, no, I think it was written well, for sure. Uh, I understand why they introduced the one Marine in the very beginning, just mm-hmm. so his death had weight. Right. And there, he comes up again and again. Yeah. Like I'm cutting things out for time. Yeah, for sure. A lot of the Kristoff stuff, the Kristoff okay. Anna dynamic is explored, and okay. Anna Elsa. I kind of want. There's a lot to cover in here, mm-hmm. and I was focused more on the political side of it because I think you, you know I would like that more. Yes. I appreciate that. This is just for I, I. I do everything for you. I don't care who's Thank listening you. right now. Everything Thank is for you. Alex. Yes. Uh, likewise for you, my friend. Hey, thanks. Yes, thanks. Um, 
as annoying as it is, the six simper Tyrannus was smart. That was intelligent for sure. This is obviously researched. Yes, or at least uh, heavily. Was, maybe heavily. they were in high school and they were taking all these classes at the time. That could be it. Yeah. And hey, good for them. They're paying yeah. attention. They're they just took inspired. A push. They really want to pass their exam. <laughs> and this is it. If I were grading an A push, that's AP US history. Yeah. An advanced placement um, high school course for anyone's listening. And I was grading this exam, I'd probably, I'd say, yeah, you know, A plus. Checks out to me. Uh, when I took my A push exam, mind you, I got a five. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're excused. I got a five too. Just my kidding. Dude, my guy. Five percent. Five five percent. Yeah, we are the five percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got a five out of five. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And in my essay portion, um, when you're writing an AP exam, you can write something and then cross it out, and it doesn't count. Yeah, yes, right. <laughs> and they advise you just to put a line through it, and not to like scribble it because mm-hmm. it takes time. Too and much ink. time. Time is yeah, the essence. Time's the essence. So I was cocky. I was so sure I was going to do well. Um, I would write, and then I would put uh, Bush did 9-11, and then single line through it, and then write some more. Almost put, an underline. Yeah, and then put, <laughs> basically an underline, and then put uh, Dick, Cheney made, Dick Cheney made money off the Iraq War, line through it. And these people were like, this guy knows a lot of history. This guy knows the real God. history. <laughs> this is the man who will be controlling history for our country, just so you know, everybody. We need him. So, um, but no, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, definitely some high points. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let my personal feelings about Frozen get in the way of this author's creative choices. I think that's very mature of you. I'm trying to be as mature as possible. Well done. Thank you. Um, yeah, is there anything else? That's all I've got. That's all. That's I think all I've. I've I think I've alternated Arendelle, Arendelle yeah. enough for one day. I think we have just jumped right into it as far as we could. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you all for listening. I had a good time. Hope you guys had a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, YouTube, Ryan Reynolds Personal Radio. That one too. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Anything else? Tumblr. 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 We're really hot we on tumble, Tumblr. Yeah. We're, uh, from now on, only going to reblog Spider-Man Elsa porn on Tumblr and Gardevoir. I think, I think that would be very on-brand for us. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So, well, there's no more porn on Tumblr, so we can't do that. We'll sneak it in. It's on YouTube for some reason. There shouldn't be. So <laughs> That's true. Why not? <laughs> we'll get in. We'll get under the, under the radar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. And remember, Six Emperor Tyrannus, I guess. <laughs> Six Emperor Tyrannus, the Republic shall rise. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs>